Hello, this is Rain Phoenix, and you're listening and watching Launch Left Podcast, a space where we talk to artists about what drives their passion and craft. Don't expect any deep dives into catalogs or facts about their work. It is more about how and why artists do what they do and how that impacts culture. Don't forget, rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Our very special guest is Peaches launching Isis Salam. Peaches, oh my God, it's an honor to meet you. Oh, Rain, do you understand how obsessed I was with you from when even Cowgirl Gets the Blues was like, I love that so much. I saw oh it when God. I, in Toronto and I was like, oh my God, she's so cool. Rain is the coolest. I loved you in that. Oh I my like, God. I was obsessed. I, was I obsessed. love that story. I love that for us. <laughs> really though you like what just I'm speechless and I think about I am serious I think about how difficult it must have been when you first when you first started carving your way was such an individual carving you know a lane you know what that's a really good way of saying it really was a carving it was really like like pushing my way through because it was like people were so confused on so many levels. Like, um, is this music? Is she kidding? She's so angry. She's so dumb and funny. She's so like every opposite. Is she think, is she like porno? Is she, is she for real? This is so unsexy. You know what I mean? Like just staring at me with all these different opinions of me, just like, but not leaving the room. You know what I mean? And it was just, yeah, very, very confusing. I felt like a fighter. I really did. Yeah. A warrior. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, and the um, the thing that that I, I'm pretty obsessed with right now in general, yeah. but have um, always noted is probably a good way through to introducing innovative and difficult subjects is the pathway of joy and Mm -hmm. your music and the choices you made to be in the fun of the teachers of peaches, right? To be like educating, but from this place of joyful explosion. And I absolutely think like that is, that has had such a staying power because you know, right. e- even though you were really like intense about some of the stuff yeah, you're saying, yeah. you did it from this fun place. Is that, would you agree that I, or am I? I so agree. I was, ta- I was on the pathway of people that I really loved and um, I loved their art. I loved what they said. I loved how, how, you know, the, the trajectory of intersectional feminism and, um, you know, uncharted territories of creativity, but I felt like it was always with from a like a, a, an angry place. Um, and so I thought, I really want to put humor in this because I feel like that'll be a way of disarming people and then bringing them back in. So in a way, it's like if people have their arms folded and you do something funny and they're laughing, their their arms unfold and then they kind of laugh. And then they're like, oh, wait, wait, all that I was holding, all that like, pent upness I was holding 
and and uh, it's gone and wait oh ah. they kind of relax into it but then they're open to hearing and to feeling and to experiencing what's really going on so That's that was yeah so true yeah that was my my way you know um especially when i was like opening for other people, you know, like I would open for like Queens of the Stone Age and literally all the dudes would be turned backwards. They would turn around backwards and I would run off the stage and I'd run in front of them and I'd be like in the microphone, I'd just be like, hey, the stage is that way, you're facing the wrong way. And then I'd run back on stage and they'd just be like, what? Like, does she not get it? Like, which kind of protesting, you know? Or they'd yell things at me, you know, like, you suck. And I'd be like, not your dick, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and then their friend would be like, she got you. She got you. you know? um, was, it, was it hard? Was, was it difficult to, to, be, uh, to be you, to be a warrior in a time when it was in the music industry, you were an anomaly for sure? Yes. Yes, it was very difficult. It was difficult. Um it was difficult to be understood, which also helped me learn a lot and helped me to be a better performer and a better writer because I really understood that people really, <laughs> it's sad, but people really, really don't have the capacity to just see something new and not, and, and like, take away all the the things that they've been told, which is what I was doing for myself. And so it was so confusing for them. And then you just kind of see how, how, how communities work or how, how societies work in that way. And um, I've seen so many changes and it's, it's funny, you know, people will come to a show and it'll be their first show. And now they're like, Oh, so into it. And, you know, relaxed about it. Cause because they know what they don't know. They're actually, which I still love that I can surprise people. They're like, I knew, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? But before it'd be like, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I was like frozen there, you know, but all those different opinions really were interesting to me because I was just on what I thought was a direct path. And people were on either side of this path on such like extreme ends. It was really interesting. And and also, when I first started out, I didn't have anybody. Like, I really, you know, I had a, I think I had a booker first, but I would show up and I'm like a whole, you know, production, but it's just me. And sometimes just backing tracks or just one machine and just me, like, there's no protection. And I just, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, but so it's fun because I just last year I did a anniversary tour of the first album, and it, I felt like I was was like could finally breathe. I was like, ah, oh, I feel so at home and I feel so accepted. It didn't make me lazy, but I just felt like I can really connect with people right now. Although I have to say, of course, I connected with a lot of people and. And, and a lot of people got a lot of out of it and helped to change things by seeing my art or or when they were on the path to their own new creative struggle, you know? So, 
Yeah, I do believe that artists are really always on the front lines of cultural shift and those that are courageous enough to be outside the pale of what's culturally accepted at the time are often the ones who are leading that charge. And you, to me, are definitely one of them. But aside from music, you have such a prolific creative uh, energy. You, you've done so many things, you know, in the world of art. And you, again, approaching each of them, you're tireless, you're fearless, and you'll do it even if no one supports you. Like that kind of alone where you're saying you did it all alone. That That is a, you know, strong, um, strong-willed individual. Did you come in like that? Like when you were when you were a kid, were you already no. fully formed like that? Or was that a learned? No, I was a very spaced out kid. And I think I realize now that I was a very spaced out kid because I wasn't, didn't want to follow those, whatever was going on. But I wasn't like, now. Nah. I was more like, oh, what's going on? Ugh. You know, I would, I was a very, very frustrated person and, you know, but, um, child, but, um, yeah, I was just a lot of I had a lot of questions and I wondered a lot why I would be like what these what these standards were, what these roles were, you know? Like why 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 this? Why why am I singing a song that talks about um having sex with underage women? Why would I be singing along with that? Why why do I have to um you know quiet myself down when someone else is president or, or a different, you know, like it just, I just didn't understand. Well, somehow you found your people enough, the people that, that, that you resonated with that then, you know, helped to spark that will strong willed individual that just stayed in this, like, like you said, you had this through line that you knew you were on. That to me is always of interest is when an artist who might not be accepted. Uh, so many people are looking for acceptance from their peers, yeah. right? Or from yeah. the outer, outer acceptance. Yeah. I'm always really um, interested in those artists that buck that norm and go, go, go. And you are one of them. And it's interesting to hear as a child, you were kind of, it sounds like you were sponging going like, okay, what is this world about? And then you yeah. found your, you yeah. like found your thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, also, I was also weirdly, like, I think all, I feel all kids are obsessed with kind of music, but I was like weirdly obsessed, like had to know every lyric to every song, went through every record of like my parents, my brother, my sister, you know, like that's. I had to like or have a relationship with every album. And then I developed my own. And then I was like, these are my albums. These are, you know, not what they would listen to and things like that. And I really didn't even understand that I could be a musician. I thought you had to have it learn. You know, you do have to like put in the hours, but I didn't, I didn't really understand that. And the process of like, um, creativity growing up was was really limited it was like you would go to music class and they would say okay Meryl sing this note and I would be like ah, and they'd be like mm, okay let's ask somebody else to sing it no like mm. oh you could get a better note if you like opened your throat a little or, or right. any no encouragement no process mm. involved just like 
that or this, or it would become time for the school play, which I would be like, oh my God, the school play, yes. And they'd go, okay, you're a bat. And I'd be like, what? I'm a bat? But I didn't do it. Like, you just looked at me and said, I'm a bat? So, I mean, uh, Rain, I also taught kids, you know, like before I, right. um, like, cause I, I just, I was, I needed a job and I didn't know I was a musician <laughs> and I worked in a daycare and it was so, horrendous to see how exhausted everybody was the kids the teachers and I was learning acoustic guitar and I would come in and make up stories and the kids would they would love it they would listen they would sit down and and you saw this like and and I wanted to continue this program with kids not for the sake of like now we're all going to dress up in pink tutus girls and all the boys are going to wear little um you know uh like armor outfits and invite your parents, you know, right. Their parents were not invited. And every day they would act out these stories just, just for themselves. Mm. And um, it felt so good for me to like, let kids be creative and develop because they want to, they want to right. role play. They want to work this out and they do it anyway. So to do it with a group and someone who can lead it really helped them a lot. It's such a huge jump from that to, to your first record. I was like, whoa, well, that's a really amazing leap over a cliff into some new trajectory completely. Um, I usually ask how music found you, but it sounds like you kind of explained that to me when you shared about like diving into the record collections of your family and then finding your own, you know? Um, but I, I still didn't know I was a musician. It was more like I was like, okay, I'm going to be a theater director because, you know, I would see like, cool musicals on TV, like, you know, they would show like Tommy or, um, you know, which was pretty cool when you're a kid, yeah. like, you know, yeah. and Russell, like weirdness or like, you know, Tina Turner doing the acid queen was like jumped out of the screen. It wasn't even like, it was like, it wasn't on a TV. You, mm. you had this, this image that she was really there. So I was very drawn to theater. Um, and then I went to theater school and, and I would tell people I want to make cool musicals and they'd be like we're doing Ibsen here we're doing you know they would just be like that's not cool and uh, and then I dropped out I was like I don't fit in here and um somehow my girlfriend played acoustic guitar and I did and we wrote our own songs and she got a gig opening for someone so I said hey can I join you and we we played and a lot of people showed up. So we had a weekly gig and I was like, Oh, I'm a musician now. And we're playing acoustic music. <laughs> and then for a year I played acoustic music. And then I was like, Oh, I don't, I want to do more. And then I just started exploring and I'm like, okay, now I can be a musician. I can be whoever I want in terms of like um, presentation. I could do my own lighting. I can, I can write the music. I'm directing myself. And that so I, I understood that I could create my own universe without institutions. Yeah, then I understood I can really get my musical experiences out, but all my performance ideas out too and go awesome. beyond. Yeah. Now we're gonna we're about to bring Isis Salam on. Which, Isis, yeah. She's so cool. But before we do that, I have a question about 
because you're from Toronto and Canada, and often there are social services for musicians in terms of touring money or um, finishing yeah. your record funds. Did, was that ever part of your musical experience there? No. Okay. Wow. I no, it wasn't. Maybe maybe we maybe I did a little grant for our first album, Mermaid Cafe, but um, not really. And then, you know, I moved to. Berlin, like 23 years ago. And um, I can't, I can access some of those, but not all of those now. But it is an incredible, incredible thing. But I'm, Germany also has really good programs like that. But I think Canada is the best for that support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I only learned about that from U.S. girls who shared about. Oh, U.S. They, girls! Yeah, we yeah, talked to Meg. She's so yeah. lovely, and she spoke about touring funds. I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> in no, in the I U.S., know. there is zero help ever. Yeah. So, yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your passion for for art and music. I am again so honored to have made your acquaintance i hope that we can meet in person soon oh i, I you don't understand rain like you i need to meet you yes <laughs> i would love that if if you're ever in los angeles please let me know i will I okay will. Yeah. i and if i come to berlin i'm gonna yeah look come you to up. berlin okay yeah for sure <laughs> all right well we'll 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 bring isis salam in the room now you look I, great yeah, I'd fuck me. So, I mean, yes, thank you. You do look great. And both of you all, your music, so productive, so wonderful. First of all, I did a deep dive of both your records, many, many things you both do in music. I was super blown away. And I, I was like, of course, Peaches is going to launch Isis Salam because she's a badass. <laughs> How did you two meet? I remember. Uh, do, do you remember? Because I remember. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how you we met. Tell it, yeah, I was in Montreal, and um, I don't know what I was doing there. I don't even know if I had played a gig, but I was in some club. I don't even know why. And you were like, <laughs> "Hey, you're peaches, right? Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. you're like, you smoke pot." <laughs> I was like, "This is my way in," you know. I was looking. I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like. like yeah, I make music too. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And then we just like hung out. But you were so it was chill. It wasn't like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. People, I guess, sometimes don't think I can be pretty chill. I'm, I'm actually there's 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 the ah, which is you know my ADHD. But there's also like you know, yeah. I can. I'm not always yelling at people. You weren't yelling at me at all. We had a we had a chill time. It was good. Yeah, no, and it and it was it's it's crazy because yeah, I was I I always wondered like how I was trying to remember how we met. I knew it was in Montreal, but I wasn't sure if I had done the whole like ah on you or not. So I could I was always like maybe don't bring it up, you know. Yeah. Now <laughs> so let's just like chill, you know. <laughs> And then we met again in probably in Berlin, right? In when Berlin, you yeah. yeah. We did that show together too. I still have that picture. Yeah, yeah, it was the vice party. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always better. I mean, if you don't remember, it's, it was probably an, a fantastic <laughs> time, right? <laughs> it was epic. Yeah, but, you know, and then I heard Thunder Heist and I was hooked. So good. Yeah, I remember um, actually reading, uh, like, there was, like, this list. And this is kind of how, like, again, my ADHD is, like, I'm always, like, there and there. But then I remember reading 
um, like some kind of top five list and you put like jerk it down is one of your favorite it's songs. always on like, my top list I love that I was song. like uh and then when I heard that you're out in Berlin and I was going to come out here and eat love and pray and then you know I came and then like you're literally one of the reasons why I came here and like oh well after the whole like vice tour and everything else but like seeing how like just how much the city really does do something for artists and like just the niches and, and communities you can build so yeah yeah, no, I was, I'm again, still beyond humbled by that, that, that like, that's cool. This is what I love to see is how artists um, influence each other talking about Peaches and how, how um, singular her path was in a time when there was no one like her out there. Um, Iconic. Exactly. Full stop. Exactly. Like, like for real, that's what it is. <laughs> icon status. Absolutely. Um and it's cool. yeah, it's cool because, um, you know, also ISIS, you were in Toronto for a while, were you? Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny because Toronto, you know, it was really like folk rock for a long yeah. time. It was all yeah. folk rock. So like, you know, you start, uh, I started the path. I left. You were there. You and, you know, also with Mastercraft and stuff you were yeah. doing with them and then crystal castles and you know like literally once you left once you left I like you really need to understand like you really like planted a seed and showed like because then there was this like because I was still very much in the hip-hop scene and then like when I became aware of of all these other things going on in hip house and everything else I realized that like I wanted to like kind of I didn't want to be confined to things and then like looking at like to like what you were doing I was like I could just bucket right like and so that that became a thing and then but then at a certain point I was like I I wanted to I wanted to like I guess I needed more fire so I then I I guess I just started following you and just came to where you are I'm just gonna keep following you if you go to Mexico I'm coming oh I'll go to Mexico (laughs) sounds good (laughs) me too let me know when you're there I'll meet you guys there (laughs) nice yeah we all have a ladies night in Mexico Uh. that sounds awesome (laughs) If you could have unlimited cash to create something, what would that something be? I would be able to have the technology and the wherewithal and the space to 3D print my babies. Whoa. That I did not see coming. I did not see that coming. coming No. Bro, come on, man. Come on, man. Think about it. You got a draft folder. Think yeah. about it. I was just thinking more. It's just the things, you know. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I, go, I, took your I, was gonna, I was gonna go more Mother Teresa style and be like, <laughs> get the biggest, baddest warehouse and give everybody space to do stuff there so that because no, it's getting so expensive. I well then we can to- do it together. We can combine our efforts, man. We can have a whole can- like birthing center connected right. to like our, our creative because it's all a creative process, brah. Exactly. There we go. There we go. And we could 3D print <laughs> more buildings to make Thank more you. Space. It's just yeah. a whole, it's just continuous creation. There you go. I agree that like the more um support and funding that artists get to do yeah. what they're here to do, the the better the world will be. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of barriers to entry. Um, and that shouldn't be the case if if you just want if you want to be able to express yourself and and through any kind of medium. So yeah, I I I I would like to see that change. However, I worry that like now 
with all the AI that things will be more accessible, but then like what ends up happening, it's going to get flooded with people who want to create for the sense of creating and then people who want to just create to see what happens. But then again, what's wrong with that? I don't know. It's a whole freaking philosophy. I don't know. Something's going to happen, but maybe it's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be all bad because we'll still be here. So it can't be all bad. In terms of physical art collaborations, it's, it's, it's of the human kind. So to me, I think like it doing more in-person community things is really a powerful way that we can um, still outshine AI. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're good. That's a vote for humanity. But no, um, just to your point, I think, you know, it's, it's something, if anything, I think this will be a moment that really will create almost more necessity for those spaces. You right. Know, there'll be more, I think, exchange between, you know, uh, artists and, and, and other, and others. And, even a little bit outside of this, like the artistic world, you know, like, or the creative world. Being courageous, like both of you have been as artists and, and doing what drives a cultural kind of shift, because that's how we make a more exciting future, I think, you know, as opposed to just status quoing through life. Um, yeah, we have, we have to remember too, that we're talking about this, like it's easy. Yeah. Because we're talking about it, and uh, there's, there's a, there's been obviously, especially in America, in, in lots of parts of the world, that it's just getting harder and harder to be who you need to be, express yourself in the way you need to. So, in in some ways, it's so much more and so accepted, and and um, and then. Uh, exponentially in the same way it's growing in all directions so um it's 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 uh definitely explosive times you know yeah i agree and i also think especially like to your point like i think if anything not only the necessity for connection and communities is growing or will be growing um but also i think art is is one of those things that it allows you to 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 navigate and explore spaces that normally you wouldn't be able to explore explore or be in if you weren't an artist. Like I've been in spaces that I would not normally be allowed to be in if it was not that they would book me to play. Like you know what I mean? They want me entertaining, but God forbid I marry one of their their kids. You know, so it's it's this is the hope that I have as an yeah. artist. You know, not just as something that I do like for my livelihood, but as as who I am. I think there's power in that. And, and, and it isn't easy. Like I'm, there's days where I'm like, well, what am I even doing this for? You know, like I'm, I'm extremely sensitive, you know? And so like, there's days where it's like, what is, what is the purpose and point? You know, if you're not doing it for money, you're doing it for actual real, you know, to fill something inside of you and fill something inside of others where, you know, you need, there's, there's power in what we do. And I want you to know, you got to stick around because I'm going to need you. So, uh, you know, yeah. gotta, we got just, uh, five more years to alien screw us all. So that's right. So let's use those five years. <laughs> yeah. I think you brought up a really strong point too, Peaches, just about the climate that we're in is not supportive of, um, change. If anything, we're going back 
in time. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're, yeah. And so now more than ever, artists like yourselves are needed and, and the next generation of artists like yourselves are needed. And so, so much gratitude to both of you for carving the way and being a huge part of moving us forward, even while it feels retroactive yeah. policies are going on. Both retroactive and completely transformative. So it's, it's confusing. Surreal. Yeah. yeah. It's Surreal. Like, and that's yeah. what I'm like, that's what I mean. It's like this weird, there's moments where you have to activate your cognitive dissonance, but then there's other moments where it's almost like surreal that things are so possible. Like I live in Berlin right now, right? Me, right? Remember that one time Hitler lost? And so that is a moment we can we can enjoy. But then there's still literal people right now trying to bring back these kinds of ideas. And and so it it is it is it's a weird space. It's a weird it's yeah. a weird place. To be. Yeah, I'm absolutely inspired by and blown away by both of you. I feel so grateful I got to share some minutes with you on a late night in Berlin on a midday in Los Angeles. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we sign off? Oh, I'm just so excited for you, Isis. I'm really looking forward to what's about to happen for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You You work really hard. And you, you have a, a lot of heart and you put your all into it and that doesn't go unnoticed and, and you're, you have a powerful voice and thank you for using it. Thank you. I'm not good with real compliments and stuff like that. So I'm a little like, it means a lot coming from you. So, um, yeah, no, all I got to say is, uh, you know, uh, be happy when you can love yeah. the people who love you and take each day as it comes and yeah you know like yeah that's all i can say i'm really grateful like super thank you thank you thank you for providing me the platform and and thank you peaches for the love and support um i am yeah it's all it's still also real to me i've been doing this so long but it's always still kind of you know like wow people like my stuff kind of thing you know so it's it's i thank you that's all i can say thanks yeah thanks Frank, for putting this all together and um Thank you for me being obsessed with you since um, mid nineties. <laughs> I really do love this for us, and I cannot wait to meet you in person. Give you a big bear hug about it. You were so casual and cool in that movie. I just, it, I was obsessed, really obsessed. Oh my god, I love it. And the gap I love too. all this love. This is good. My name is Isis, and this is my track called "Freed the Hard Way." They say cats can't handle you. 
it's understandable I'll fuck your shit up, dog Cats call me Hannibal Lecter, microphone checker Check your mind state I'm moving checkmate Y'all just playing checkers Ain't dressed for the weather It's cold outside You got holes in your sweater No hoes and no better No hoes that spit better Hoes suck for the cheddar Your girl's a good hoe Stuck on dope Go get her Many mans, many hands Many times Look at me like I got the fucking answer Many nights, spending flight Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. <laughs> 